Thanks for joining me on the TronCast with Tron Jordheim. It is my pleasure to have you here. I have a lot of fun doing these podcasts because I get to talk to a lot of interesting people. You know a lot of interesting people too, I bet. I know I sure do, and sometimes I just have no idea about some of the interesting things they're up to until I pin them down and talk to them. Sometimes it's folks I've been acquainted with for a long time even. And then I get to make some new friends from all around the planet, hearing about interesting projects and businesses and things that people are doing. So I hope you enjoy it as well. Uh, There are a few commercial messages in here because, you know, got to get paid. So enjoy and thanks for joining me on the TronCast and tell your friends to download it and check it out too. Thank you. management. That is definitely something I'm interested in because I like to save a lot of time for the things that bring me joy. Walking in the woods, sitting under a shade tree, hanging out with my family, all that kind of good stuff. At the same time, I like to hustle, get stuff done. So time management is important to keep all the projects going and all the sub-projects of the projects going and to get to where deals are gonna close and get them closed and then fulfill the promises that you make after you close those deals, when you're closing those deals. So time, time, time. Anyway, I wanna talk about that some today. And I have a guest, Alexis Hasselberger, who is all about helping people make the best of their time and manage their time in a way that makes sense for them so that you're not just, uh, you know, working for the clock, so to speak, but that time is your friend. So stay tuned. We're going to talk to Alexis Hasselberger about that. Well, thanks for coming back to the TronCast with Tron Jordheim. It's great to have you back for another listen. Today, I am talking about time, time management with Alexis Hasselberger. She is a time management pro, and she's got a great approach to managing time. And like everybody, I sure wish I could manage time better. So, Alexis, tell us how your approach is really helping people make time their friend. Sure. So thanks. Thanks for having me on the podcast. I'm happy to talk to you and I would love to talk about I am our friend. I've never put it that way, but I think I'm going to now, now going forward. Cool. Um, So yeah. So, (laughs) so my approach to time management, you know, I'm a time management and productivity coach and my approach is really starting with the fact that we're all individuals, which I know sounds quite basic, but we are all individuals. We all have different um, chronotypes. We have different personalities. We have different circumstances. We have different constraints. And you know, there are a lot of time management apps and books, et cetera, out there. And they're all sort of written as if they were the silver bullet. And if you just read this and you know, wake up at 5 a.m., then your problems will be solved. Right, but right. You know, the reality is 
yeah, that we we are all different, and there and so there are different approaches that are going to work for each person, and it's much much better and easier to build a system of time management productivity around who you are already than to try to change yourself to meet some system that already exists. Well, right, because I know a lot of people who who hate their calendars and who hate how they manage time, but they feel like they have to, you know, be in some sort of system and. Uh, I, I sometimes complain about the plantation school of management that we all seem to live under, where so many organizations are driven by somebody in a tall steed who rides around cracking a whip so the field hands get back to work. And that's how we run so many things. And that's not how humans are the most productive, at least I don't think so. And right. And, and just yesterday, I don't know, it was six o'clock in the evening and my wife and I, we had stuff we still had to get done. And we kind of laughed because she said, well, my productive time isn't starting for four hours. And I said, yeah, my productive <laughs> time ended four hours ago. So, you know, right. what are we exactly. supposed to do? Right. Yeah, exactly. And I think like the fact that you guys each know that about yourselves is half the battle there, right? It's like, you know, we live in this world where, you know, most work is from like 8.30 or 9 till, you know, 5, 6, 7. And that's when people are supposed to be at work. But the reality is that your wife's productivity time might be, you know, her, her best focus time might be from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. And yours might be from 8 a.m. to 10, uh, to 10 a.m. You know, we all have those different times. And there's a certain, you know, there's a certain extent of control that we have. Different people have different amounts of control, obviously, over what they can do in their lives. But we can all, you know, just talking about chronotype and, you know, how whether we're morning people, night people, et cetera, we can definitely figure out when are we lethargic? When are we energetic? When do we have the best focus time? And try as much as possible to build a schedule around like, matching those times and what those times are for us. Right, right. When when do we have the best time? So, so right. how, how do you how do you go about and discover that if you don't know for yourself? Sure. So the first thing that I do with any of my clients and that I would suggest that people do is very simple, and it is to do some time tracking. So for a week, maybe two weeks, literally track all your time. So from the morning you moment you get up until the time you go to bed, track what you're doing. Um, and also track when are you feeling like, when am I feeling kind of brain dead? Mm -hmm. When am I feeling energetic so that you can start to see what those patterns are and you need to do it for longer than a day or two, because you really do need to look at patterns to see where those are. Right. And once you've started to see patterns, then you can start to modulate what, you know, you can see, well, what's, what is within my control, right? You know, sometimes if we're, you know, working a nine to five job for someone else, there isn't a whole lot that's within their control in terms of the times they have to be at work, but there yeah. might be more control in terms of like, well, I'm going to, I know that I'm always lethargic at 3 PM. So I'm going to do my filing or the other types of brain dead tasks that we all have in our lives at that time. And I know that I'm, you know, really focused, you know, from 10 to noon. And so I'm going to try to do my, you know, my work that really requires my brain, like writing up that report or, you know, doing whatever that is in your job yeah. at that time. And so there, you know, we all, this is to say we all have different locus of control. And so we need to see what are our patterns and then how can I change what is actually within my control? Right. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. And then, and then where do you, where do you go from there to try and figure out how to, how to measure if you're being successful? Because I know, 
uh, I'll sometimes go through days where I know I've been busy all day long and I know I've gotten stuff done. And when I look back, I go, I'm not sure exactly what, but I know I got a lot done today. <laughs> you know, it's not right. every day you get someone to sign a contract or, you know, hand over a sure. check or whatever. That doesn't happen every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it, I think there is this pervasive feeling, and you said it, you know, just right there that, you know, I've been busy all day, but what did I accomplish, right? And I think a lot of us feel that. Uh, and we know it's something, we're just not quite sure what, but we know we've been kind of running around busy all day. Uh, and I think that a lot of this comes back to actually having a system to track our tasks and our projects and all the stuff that we have to do. Um, and when I say system, that could mean anything. You know, that could be a bullet journal for some person and it could be an app for another person. But we need to have a place where we are actually capturing all the stuff we have to do, a way to prioritize it so we can see it all in one place, and then intentionally working from that list instead of letting, you know, what I call the day happen to us, right? Where we check our email and then that starts off on our day and we're just kind of reacting to things instead of um, choosing to use our time intentionally in a way that is consistent with our goals and values. Right, right. Yeah. And, and I know from, you know, being in sales forever, you have sales uh, that you're working on or customers you're working on that are at different stages of things all the time. And so mm -hmm. you have some very early stage activities that have to get done. And then you have some sort of, you know, closer to getting to an agreement things. And then you have the time right. when the agreement happens and then you have to implement, right? So a lot of times mm -hmm. you know where you are in the process and it, mm -hmm. it, it helps you feel good about what you're doing or not doing because you know what can be expected there. But then there's other mm -hmm. times you're not sure where you are in the process and then you're not sure whether you were doing something or accomplishing something, right? So that so right. that's and an think, interesting yeah. place to be sometimes. It is interesting. And I actually think that that kind of comes back to this, this theory of having sort of a single trusted system where we keep all the stuff that we have to do that's not in our brain. Um, I'm a huge proponent, proponent in not relying on our memories. I think that, you know, in this day and age, we have so much going on that when we were try to rely on our memories to you know know where we are with different projects and tasks and you know are we close to closing the deal with this one or are we some farther stage with this one uh, that that actually impedes our ability to get stuff done itself so it sort of impedes the work of doing the work and so keeping everything in a system where you can see it all in one place where you can prioritize it um, and actually decide you know, what am I going to work on today? And, you know, how does that fit in line with one, all the other stuff that I've got on my plate and two, the goals that I'm trying to push forward, I think can really help you to clarify what is it that I should be working on now, right? Yeah. Um, with, without seeing all the data, I think this is something that's really common or at least very common with, you know, my clients and people that I work with is that we're living in a world where you know, we're using our email as a to-do list. We've got a paper list somewhere that's probably been abandoned. Like we've got a notebook, we've got unanswered Slack messages, we've got unanswered voicemails. All of this stuff is in all of these different locations and it becomes very sort of disconjoined in our brains and also impossible to prioritize because we're kind of context switching between all these different systems and we can't see it all in one place. Context switching, that's an interesting term, yeah. I, I see mm -hmm. that happening, right? Because you've, you've yeah. got to see what's happening in this set of contacts, what's happening in that set of contacts. And, 
And sometimes you're just kind of seeing what's happening to see if you need to do something rather than being in control of the, of the doing. So I can see right. that as a, as an interesting way to kind of tweak your approach on things. Right. Yeah. It kind of comes back to, you know, am I going to do spend my time according to what my own sort of goals, ambitions, et cetera, are, or, you know, those of my community or my family or whatever it is, or am I just going to kind of react as the day happens to me and answer that email that comes in and, you know, this shiny object floated by. So I'm going to look at that. And now this other thing is happening. So I'm going to do that, which can lead to that. Oh, I've definitely been busy all day long, but you can't actually point to, you know, I have this goal and I made this progress on it. If that makes sense. It does make sense. And uh, sometimes I describe what I do to people as moving lots and lots of stones up a hill and I can't push all of them every day, but I can push this Mm -hmm. one a little and that one a little and that one a little, and then this one a few more times. And, you know, I have to see where all my stones are on the hill sometimes. And that's right. uh, That's also, you know, you can't always see what all your stones are doing. Right, right. Especially if they're in all those different places, right? You know, if they're, if you've got stones on one side of the hill, and then you've got them on the back side of the hill, and then you've got, you know, some down below, it becomes very difficult to see the whole picture at once. You're seeing those individual data points, you know, the, the proverbial trees, but not the forest. Right. Isn't there, isn't there an Aesop's fable about this? If not, you should write one because there should be one about the you know, the, some kind the of combined Sisyphus and something, something else. Yeah. Yeah. That would be pretty good. So wh- <laughs> where do you see people making progress right now? Cause I, How are we coping with that? Where do you think we're going with it? Well, I mean, I think so. So in the clients that I work with, I say like everyone I work with is they're very ambitious people. They've, they're, you know, have made progress in their careers and, and they're trying to get sort of some clarity and calm around everything instead of kind of brute forcing their way through life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that system, like, you know, I, I feel like I've repeated the word system many times. And if, you know, if we knew each other in person, you'd probably hear me say that all the time as well. Um, that, you know, systems are really key because I think that in, you know, technology is awesome. We know that, like it's allowing us to communicate right now and record this podcast and there's many other things, but it also is something that, you know, is designed to pull our focus away. Mm -hmm. And so we have to be very intentional about that. So in terms of making progress, I think a lot of the work that I do with people is around, you know, how are we intentionally using the tools? How are we intentionally going to decide what we're going to work on and what we're not? And what we're not is really key too, right? You, You know, there's only you know, we all have 24 hours a day, so we can either do less or we can do what we're doing more efficiently. And usually it's a combination of both. Right. And so I think a, a lot of people, it's kind of coming to terms with the fact that, no, we can't do everything all the time. Like that's just, you know, we're, we're going to die and our to-do lists are still going to be there, right? Like <laughs> right. We're going to outlive our to-do lists. And so just accepting that and kind of how you mentioned earlier with your uh, saying that, you know, my productive time is coming to an end, right? It's knowing that it's knowing that like, yeah, we only got so many productive hours in a day and then it's better for ourselves and for everyone else if we take a rest and get some relaxation time and then come back to it tomorrow. Um, 
And so I think a lot of the progress really is around how do we build systems into our lives that offload a lot of this mental pressure that we're feeling so that we can get everything done, um, but not sort of use our brains to juggle and remember all that stuff constantly. Yeah, and, and the other people I think about when I think about time management is students because they, mm-hmm. you know, they, they have all of this load on them that, you know, some of it's fun, some of it's not fun, depending on their interests and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But they've also got deadlines coming and, uh, you know, you, you see some, some students handle that better than others. Do you, do yep. you also kind of take that into account as you're working with folks? Just that how people hand like how people handle things. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, definitely, I do. I think one of the you know one of the key traits that I like to look at and have people sort of self reflect on is I don't know if you're familiar with Gretchen Rubin. She wrote the happy. Uh, the, she has a happier podcast. She wrote a few different books. Um, I don't she think studies so. habits, good habits. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she's she's great. She's a great author. But she has a um, a framework called the Four Tendencies that I find really helpful in. Hmm. Um, people to understand why and how they're doing things and how well they're handling things. And essentially her framework is about how we handle internal versus external expectations. So, you know, there, I could go into detail on this, but you know, yeah, 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 you yeah. okay. So essentially she has this framework that is for these four tendencies and each one is about how we handle expectations. And so there's an obliger. This is someone who readily handles outer expectations, but doesn't handle, you know, is not able to sort of meet inner expectations. So, you know, if their boss asks them to do something, they're going to do it. But if they decide to do something for themselves, it might be harder for them. So they need a lot of outer accountability. These are for people for whom accountability partners work really well. Yeah. Um, there are people who are questioners who really just want to know why we're doing anything. So they're not going to be able to, um, you know, if, if somebody just sets something up and says, you need to do this, they're going to have a real hard time doing that unless they really understand the rationale mm-hmm. of why it's happening. It makes sense. There are upholders who just meet any expectation. You know, these are the type of people who they can meet an expectation. These are kind of the, the A students that have never had a problem like turning in a, you know, an assignment. Um, they're able to meet the inner expectations and the outer. And then there are rebels who don't want any expectations around them, right? And <laughs> right. Make it a little bit more difficult. Even when they want to do something, they have a hard time doing it for themselves. Right, right. And- this is, a, this is a framework that I'll use with, with my clients to help them figure out, you know, if you are not able to accomplish certain things that you're setting out to do, well, why is that, right? If you're an obliger, we need to find you some external accountability. If you're a questioner, you need to sit down with a list of pros and cons and figure out why it is you're doing this thing. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to do it. And so... I, I try to use a lot of different traits with people that are innate to them to figure out how do we use this to your advantage. Right. Well, that's, that sounds great. Everyone comes at things with different skills, right? You know, we, you know, what's, what's common sense to me is probably a very different subset of what's common sense to you. Right. Yeah. And I think that's, that's natural. So uh, getting to know that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it helps people too, to sort of understand that, it, like there doesn't need to be shame around this stuff, right? You know, there doesn't need to be shame around the fact that you're, you need some external accountability for some things. It's just the way you're built. You know, you don't need to feel shame that it's impossible for you to wake up at 5 a.m. and meditate because like 
you know, 60% of people are night people and they're never going to be able to get up fi- at 5 a.m. and meditate. Right. And so there's a lot of it that really goes into, you know, let's use who you are for and build something that makes sense for you, that's easy for you to do, that's convenient for you to do, and that helps you accomplish everything you need so that you could you know, do more of what you want to do, less of what you don't want to do, you know, and, and know the difference there. Well, knowing the difference sounds like a good plan, I'd say, right? Because that's you yeah. know, some days you're not always so sure, right? Right. And <laughs> I think a lot of people too, it's like we approach something from, you know, I'm getting asked to do something and then we say yes or no to it based on whether we think we have the time, not whether we want to do that thing or not, right? right. There's a lot of sort of social obligation and things. Well, that's true. That's true. So how do people find out more about what you're doing, Alexis, and, and how to use some of the tools and resources you have available. Where do you want them yeah. to go? So I have my website is, is a great place to start. It's alexishasselberger.com, um, which might not be so easy for people to spell. So maybe if you put it in the show notes, that would help. Um, I, there people can sign up for my free newsletter. I send out content you know, once or twice a month that's just uh-huh. some really helpful tips about time management, productivity, ways that we can incorporate that into our lives. People can also learn more about, you know, my my coaching services. So I do one-on-one coaching, group coaching, and I do workshops for companies. Yeah. Um, they can find that out there. And then I also have an online course about time management that's actually being released within the ne- next couple of weeks. Oh, that's and so exciting. If people, yeah, that's very exciting. And so if people sign up for my newsletter, they'll be sure to find out when my online course comes out. Well, that's excellent. So that's alexishasselberger.com. And if you can't... Uh... Figure that out from the pronunciation. Look in the notes. I'll make sure to have it in there for you. So perfect. So that's good. That's good. So so it sounds like your your uh, your big project right now is getting your online course finished and up and running and and flowing nicely. Yes. What kind of fun challenges have are you having right now with that that you're you're what? passing through? Yeah, I mean, that was a that was a whole experience. It was really fun for me as well. I partnered with Udemy um, to produce this online course. And so I've learned a lot in the, the producing of that as I had never done that before. And, you know, just yesterday, I was reviewing all of the videos of all of the lectures and making sure there's the right text on screen to really, you know, hit home for people because, you know, that's another thing that I focus on with people is what's your learning style, right? Are you a visual right. learner? Uh, an audio learner are you a kinetic learner and so I try to make sure that within the course I'm really you know making sure to meet people where they are from any of those perspectives and so um, really just I've been honing sort of right before we release it you know what is the message we want to get across to make sure that it's really clear and easy for people to follow well that sounds great I'm going to go sign up for the newsletter and see what I can do because uh, I, I like my days just fine, and I'd like to, I'd like more of them to like, and uh, <laughs> I'd like to feel at the end of the day that uh, I can tell you exactly what I accomplished because I meant awesome. to do it that way. So, yes, and exactly. and some days are like that, you know. There's some days you walk away and go, "Wow, if I have one or two more days like this in a month, I'll be all right." <laughs> right, exactly, <laughs> and also knowing that, like. Not everything is always going to go as planned, right? We can have the best of intentions and we can still be derailed and that's okay too. And, that, and that's the day you take your dog for a walk and don't worry about it. So. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, it's been uh, really great talking to you, Alexis. I've, I've gotten some 
some good insights for kind of what I want to do for myself. And, and you've reminded me of uh, some important things about how you have to, you know, approach people, how people are for getting things done. And I know a lot of things I do in my many projects are about helping people get things done. So <laughs> that's good. It's awesome. really good. Well, thanks so much for having me on. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. Oh, I appreciate it. And that's alexishasselberger.com. So go check out what Alexis is doing for time management and make time your friend too. <laughs> I like that. Take care, Alexis. Thank you so much for being with me. Thanks so much. What do you do for sales training and team building exercises? What do you do for customer service training and team building exercises? I know you're trying all kinds of things and there's some good stuff out there. But I swear, if anyone ever asked me to do another trust fall, my brain's going to explode. So let's come up with something different. I've been trying to find something different for a while. And I thought, well, why not? Let's come up with a sales training game or a customer service training game, something fun that everyone can get into and that they can laugh about and challenge each other and poke each other a little bit and feel some of the emotional ups and downs that you get when you're in customer service and sales. So I went to a game jam uh, headed up by the local regional economic development group here in Columbia and Boone County, Missouri. And I met a group of game developers and we had so much fun that we ended up creating a game called Starship Junkyard, which is a great and hilarious way to do team building for your businesses, for your sales teams, for your customer service teams. And it's turned out to be just a great family and friends game too. Something you can sit down and play for half an hour or an hour or a great pub game. It's hilarious. It's called Starship Junkyard, and you can find it on Facebook at uh, the Starship Junkyard, the card game. You can buy it on thegamecrafter.com. Go to thegamecrafter.com and look up Starship Junkyard and buy a copy and play it. It's hilarious. So try that for your next team building exercise. Try that for your next sales training meeting. Sit down and play Starship Junkyard and you will be happy you did. Go check it out on Facebook, Twitter. Go buy the game at thegamecrafter.com. The Starship Junkyard, the card game. Thank you.